It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on KXDS Santa Clara, 91.3 The Blaze. DSU Athletics is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now, it's time for DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yeah, what's going on? Trailblazer Nation, St. George, Southern Utah. It's the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln pregame show for Dixie State men's basketball here on The Blaze. It's 91.3 The Place to Be. Dixie State on the road in Grand Canyon University. This is going to be a great, fun matchup. It is the last official season of Dixie State under this name in this era. It's it's fun. The last game of Dixie State ever. It's going to be Utah Tech and Hunter Schofield, as we see him right now, warming up in the pregame line, averaging over 15 points a game per season, 6.1 rebounds, 48% from the field. Hunter Schofield has been really everything that Coach Judkins and our fans here at Dixie State hope that he would be this season. He's been absolutely great. Dixie State is Unfortunately, on a three-game skit, coming off the loss to Abilene Christian, that was a rough game. Tough for them to take control of the basketball. They got killed on the boards as well. But the last time Dixie State faced off against Grand Canyon, they got arguably the biggest win in school history. And wow, that is a packed house right now over in Phoenix, Arizona at Grand Canyon. I got a friend at that game, and this is going to be wow. So Grand Canyon has quite a bit to play for here. They're trying to get a top four seed in the whack, and you know that can really lock them up pretty nicely. So the seeding does matter here for the Lopes, the Trailblazers, just trying to play for pride, finish out a fun season. They've really shocked a lot of people, and when you look at these whack standings currently, Grand Canyon is twelve and five. They're currently at fifth in the whack. Sam Houston. 13 and 5. So I think they have the tiebreaker over them. So if they can get the win here against Dixie State, good news for them. But Trailblazer faithful. We're not trying to see that happen whatsoever. The Lopes coming off a win at home 68 to 57 against Utah Valley. And on the floor, Dixie State in those red uniforms getting ready. Getting ready to walk out there. And I think we have a senior night. For the Lopes, it looks like they are getting ready for the national anthem. We'll take it as well. We'll step aside here on 91.3. That's been the Ken Garf St. George before they can pregame show Dixie State men's basketball at Grand Canyon. The tip next. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 
It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. They've done it once. Can they do it again? Can they take down the Lopes Oak Grand Canyon? Dixie State on the floor in the huddle, about to break things open, and the lights dimming low at Grand Canyon. Your starting lineups will be announced. So your starters for Dixie State, Cameron Gooden at that lead guard spot alongside him, Isaiah Pope. Then at the forwards, Frank Stain at the three spot, Dan Salita at the four, and then Hunter Schofield, that third forward out there playing Arguably what people call the five. Schofield, once again, averaging over 15 points and six rebounds a game, having a career game here, a career here at Dixie State, about to have a career game, we hope. Look aside, it's Sean Miller-Moore in the inside, Javon Blackshire, Holland Woods, and then Gabe McLaughlin and Yvonne Udraogo are the bigs for Grand Canyon. We are all set to get going, of course, Javon Blackshear Jr., he was the MVP of last year's WAC Championships. And Javon, this year in conference play, leading the squad in points per game, 16.3. Right behind him at 14.8 is Holland Woods. So Woods, as well as Blackshear, going to be big-time factors. A couple gentlemen that Dixie State will have to really key in on tonight. Of course, we got Bryce Drew, the head coach of the Lopes. 38 and 14 in his second season at Grand Canyon. Has a 6-2-3 career record in college basketball in 10 seasons. So Drew Bryce Drew, no joke at all. And you look at John Judkins, of course, the wingingest coach in the state of Utah, collegiate history when it comes to men's basketball. John Judkins, a legend here. At Dixie State. Hope to see him around around St. George, around Dixie State for years to come. Players warming up the, the event, the charade of the Grand Canyon Lopes going down on the floor right now. They got some keys listed out on the ESPN Plus stream. Play hard, play smart, play together. Well, those are tr- pretty traditional. Those are keys for any really any ball game, but... I think those stand true. If I had to give keys to the game for Dixie State, though, I would see, you know, kind of the same keys as I said going into the season. It's tough to reverse stuff that you might just not have on the roster. One of those three-point shooting has been a struggle for Dixie State. However, typically when they do shoot the ball well from three, they can pull off some upsets. It might be a little bit harder tonight at the Lopes. Dixie State did only shoot 19% from three in that win in the Burns Arena, and we'll see if anything can be different. If we can get another win, shoot better efficiency, we're hoping for everything on the side of the Dixie State Trailblazers. And we see Holland Woods dapping up his teammates. Scores table. Sean Miller-Moore as well. Miller-Moore had a huge poster dunk that, uh, let's just say it's been erased from our memory here in St. George. We won't talk about that one. But everybody on their feet, we are ready for the tip in the GCU Arena. Jacob Zimmerman here with you on 91.3, and we are off. Tip has been won from Dixie State. Right side, Isaiah Pope. Pope going to go top of the key 
Over to Cameron Gooden. Going to go around a screen from Schofield. Here's Hunter to start things off from downtown. Dixie State's on the board. 3-0 ball game. And I'll welcome in my color commentary man, James Guerin. James, we were just over on 97-7 at the All-Star event. Region 10 taking on the North Utah All-Stars. Glad you're here with me. Glad to be here, man. It's been a busy day for us. It sure has. We're going to even call a softball game this morning before uh, the stream failed on us. Yeah, I'm going to get the score of that game, too. and We'll talk about it whenever there's the second. Grand Canyon with a miss in their first offensive possession. Here comes Dixie State. Good. Alexa not going around a screen. He'll drive baseline. Goes back out the leader. To Schofield to go back inside to Dancel. Dancel fading away. Hits the front of the rim from that left mid-range spot. Here comes Sean and Miller Moore. Going to hand this one off to McLaughlin. Now here comes Blackshire Jr., the MVP of last season's WAC tournament. And a three-pointer off the left side of the rim from Woods. But an offensive board going to Yvonne Udrogo inside. Miller Moore starting things off. Going to go left side. This is McLaughlin. Has to pass out of it. Holland Woods. A couple jab steps. Goes between the legs. Gets past leader. Play at the rim. Too strong. Great defense there from Denzel. Who's it out on? Dixie State. Yeah, and the Antelopes here, you know, they, they're starting off slow. But Dixie State, they've shown all season long that they start off strong. And then the second half kind of turns into a different story. But it's a good defensive effort. Oh. Look at that, Ms. Miller Moore <laughs> threw it off the back of a Dixie State red jersey and nearly tried to jam it down, threw it off a stain, went up for the dunk, and kind of just let <laughs> let go of the ball a little prematurely. You know, and that's another example of why you should hit the backboard. Mm-hmm. Here comes Dixie State. Double screen at the top. He'll go around Schofield, good and back out to Hunter. Hunter. Nearly had it stripped away. Regathers it from the elbow. Leader will try and hits. Yeah, good separation that time. Schofield just handing it off to an open guy. And, you know, he had the space, so he decided to fire away and it came through. Often, you know, a key X factor for Dixie State is the shooting percentage in any given game for Dancel Leader. Here's the drive. Udraugo going to Euro step to the left. He wanted the call. Won't get it. Good defense from Schofield. An outlet pass all the way up the floor to Pope. And it's going to be tipped out of bounds. Yeah, nearly a switch of transition right there. And, and fortunately for Grand Canyon, you know, uh, Pope mishandled the ball. Maybe got away with getting fouled there. Kind of looked like there might have been a slap. Shot off the front of the rim from Schofield off the inbound. And here comes Grand Canyon. Lopes came into this game at home against Dixie State. 13-point favorites in the GCU center. And on the floor, we're going to get a foul from behind. Frank Stain, 22, trying to defend the post against Miller Moore. You know, and this isn't just any regular game for Grand Canyon. It's their senior night, Jacob. And I have a friend who's actually at this game right now, and he just sent me a video of the entire arena. And, oh, my, they're ready for some basketball. So this crowd is going to get to Dixie State sooner or later. McLaughlin trying to back down Stain. Spins into a double team. Goes up with it anyway. No good. Schofield almost came up with it, but it's Gabe McLaughlin on the third effort. 
Yeah, that's why you always have to be aggressive on the board. You never know where that basketball is going to end up after being tipped around a few times. It's like a pinball machine off of everybody's fingertips, the backboard, and then some. Here comes Dixie State. Dan Soul, leader on the left wing, and try to size up McLaughlin. And, yep, that is a travel. He thought he had a little gather step. I don't know. I haven't really seen that move from Dan Soul this season. We'll take another look here. That's just the bucket, the effort play. From McLaughlin that time, 6'7". Redshirt sophomore, Jacob. So still got some years in the conference from this guy. And with Grand Canyon on offense with their first basket recently, 16.47 to go in the first half. And Judkins is having a word with the official. So it looks like maybe that was going to be called for the moving screen. But nope, Utrago was set. And I think they're going to get good and trying to fight through that. It's a little ticky-tack call to start things off. Miller Moore going to dish to McLaughlin in the corner. He'll pull it. It's back iron too strong. And here comes Pope. Pope lost it for a sec. It hit somebody's foot. Was it his own? And it's out of bounds. They're going to say turnover Dixie State. And James, that was a key, you know, key detail of that game in Abilene Christian a couple days earlier. There was several possessions where they just struggled to get it into their half-court set. And here comes Holland Woods, the second. Woods going to drive to the right. Jump pass to the baseline. Three-pointer is off from Blackshire Jr. Haven't seen much of him this afternoon or this evening, depending on where you're at. And McLaughlin, they're going to say touch last by him. And it's going to be Dixie State ball. Yeah, Dixie State making life difficult right now for Grand Canyon. I mean, just one bucket through almost four minutes of of game time. You know, maybe Dixie State, they don't have anything to play for. I mean, even if they were first, there, there's still no postseason for them. But, you know, maybe the spoil party is where it's at. Because, you know, Judkins is fully aware of what's at stake for Grand Canyon. I mean, they win. 100%. They get the four seed. And, Jacob, you're holding the tournament bracket right this now. This over to you. The four seed, as that one gets drained from Pope, what a shot from mid-range. But you take a look at the wax seedings, and the, fir- the first two seeds in the tournament, they automatically get to go to the semifinals. They get a double buy? They get a double. They get a three buys, technically. Here comes Dixie State, though, in the fast break. Oh, and what a swat. But that's going to be goaltending as Stain had it on its way down. Mm, and we're not hearing that crowd right now, Jacob, but I can bet you that they are not happy about that because that looked clean to me. That looked like he got there just in time. We need, we need our friend to, like, set up a mic there in the stadium and... Give us the feed. Yeah, give us his phone. Like, I'll just call him real quick and just have his phone out in the crowd, get the <laughs> pure, in, uh, pure noise of the crowd. But now, I thought he got to that one. But we will step aside. Dixie State, despite being double-digit underdogs on the road, has a 9-2 to lead over GCU, the Lopes, when we come back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. 
Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Welcome on back, Jacob Zimmerman, James Garen. We're here on The Blaze. We call it 91.3. It's the place to be for Dixie State Athletics. 9-2, your score. Trailblazers on top of the Lopes in the GCU Arena. Grand Canyon, Dixie State. Grand Canyon with some pretty big motivation to try to get a dub here against Dixie State today. Whack tournament play. Seating on the line in Grand Canyon. Having some fun. James, we got a little view of their tailgate there for a second. Everybody was jumping around. Yeah, it was pretty impressive for a school the size of Grand Canyon. I mean, it looked like they had an entire venue out there. Almost looked like college game day out there. It did. I love that (laughs) setup. I wish me and you could get something like that. Shoot, that's the dream. A little messiness here on the perimeter from Grand Canyon. Dixie State giving them fits. Blackshear Jr., little two-man game. The reverse layup almost gets wedgy between the rim and the backboard. It's free and into the hands of Gooden. Gooden over to Leader. Judkins sticking with the starting five, five minutes through the first half. The drive from Pope. He kicks it over to the left wing. Gooden going to go top of the key to Schofield. No. And that was the right look that time. Gooden thought about it for just a second, but saw Schofield wide open, just didn't get the shot down. Oh, and McMillan with a great jump pass. And Duris goes chest right in to Stain right after the play. Boy, was that a nice dime. Now Dixie State trying to fight back to that. The drive in from Schofield falls down as he puts that one up. Thought he got bumped on the leg. No call. Here comes Blackshirt. Javon going to go over to the wing. The big man with a three-point shot. That one's off. From Tayshawn Cherry. And James, I remember Tayshawn Cherry because in this game against Grand Canyon, it was Cherry. He was the one who was kind of heating up late in the second half. And there was just big buckets exchanged back and forth in the Burns Arena at the end of that game. I remember this guy. He was stepping up for all the other main contributors on the Lopes. We'll see if we see any more from Tayshawn Cherry. Well, the guy who previously threw that slam down, Aiden Igehan, previously from Louisville. Oh. So we got some highly talented players on the opposing side today. And Igehan right there pulls up from the free throw line, and that's why he's not at Louisville. And Dixie State answering right back. Three-point bomb. Frank Stane, it's a 12-4 lead. You know, maybe, maybe it was one of those... You know, Judkins' pregame speech is, hey, guys, let's get them out of the 4C. Let's make them work for it. If we can't do anything, we're going to make sure they do a lot more. 
McMillan to the corner. It's up. Hitting back higher. No good. A tip and an offensive board. Javon Blackshire Jr. is going to try one, and he's off. Javon has really not had a ton of luck shooting the basketball against Dixie State. The hero step from Dan Sale. Getting in the cup. Is that an and one? Oh, yeah. Dan Sale, leader, putting the ball on the floor and making the moves. Take a look at this. The Euro, one, two, going up. Concentration, spinning off the glass and in. Denzel and one. Yeah, Denzel is not a super thick guy by any means, but he absorbed that contact. He just basically said, you're not even here. And finished through it with the and one. So a good, smart play from him. He's got some speed. He's got some length. Combined with the a little bit of stretching the floor ability, but not from the free throw line as he misses there. Dan Sell can play. 10-point lead, double digits already for Dixie State. Here's McMillan. Dixie went under the screen wisely as he misses. Players falling down in white. Those are the Lopes. Dixie State in red. Here comes Gonsalves. He gets tied up. What's going to be the call? Yep, a jump ball as Javon Blackshire got the hands in there on Gonsalves. And that's a nice defensive recovery there from number 10. That's Javon Blackshire. Was beat on the play, but reached his right hand in there and got all ball to slow down Dixie State. Just like that, possession arrow will favor the Lopes. Yeah, let's see if you know they can get a solid possession out of this next, this next opportunity for them. They've been kind of dry so far. They've been as dry as the Sahara Desert as they get their sixth points right there off the layup of Woods with under 13 to go. Right on cue for me. <laughs> and we have two, three backups into the game. Not only Gonsalves, we have Nichols on the wing. His three-pointer is off. And he hit back high. We also have Trey Edmonds into the game, too. Yeah, give those starters a few minutes of rest time. But, I mean, we've seen in the past, you know, when Juddy does make these first substitutions, we do see a drop-off in terms of production. The effort is still there. But in terms of production, I mean, that's why you have starters. That's why you got bench players. Production is key. The turnaround there from Blackshire going to go over to McLaughlin. He's going to get it over to McMillan. Put the moves on Stain. The spin move goes up, and it's tipped by Frank. Good defensive play there from Dixie State. The in and out, and Stain kind of just losing the balance. Wanted to Gonsalves to keep cutting hard, and that pass just a little bit too far in front of Noah. We'll take a break. 11.54 to go. First half, it's Dixie State with an eight-point lead in Grand Canyon. Be right back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. 
Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them, but they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And welcome on back. Bring you back to an eight-point lead in the GCU Arena. Dixie State 14, Grand Canyon 6. This one looking a lot like the first matchup in the Burns Arena a couple of weeks back. Miller Moore, floater with the right hand down the lane. He gets it to go. Six-point game now, under 11.30. Cameron Good addition. Everybody out the way. He wants to go ISO. Nope, he'll dish it off over to Stain. He'll get back. He's going to drive baseline, get the switch over to McLaughlin. But Cam will dish it up. Right wing, the drive here from Noah, right to number three. That's Gooden, and he can't hit it. Cam is off. Often support, though, from Nichols. Great hustle from Jacob inside. And they get it back out to Gonsalves. The double team in the post from Stain. Here comes Gooden off the drive. Bodies falling down. Shots off. And here comes Grand Cannon right in stride. The chicken wrap right around. Up going. And Woods going up strong. He gets fouled. And I think he'll be shooting two if it's not called on the floor. And that's got to be one of the keys for Grand Canyon today is get to the line. You know, get Dixie State into foul trouble. Because they know the scouting report better than we do, Jacob. And what do we always notice about Dixie State? They're an average to a below average free throw shooting team. Now, there was an exception a couple of games ago where they, you know, had really good efficiency. But for the most part, throughout this whole season, they've been kind of hanging around that 60 to 65%. And Holland Woods, the second, gets it to go from downtown. Just like that, back to a three-point game. The senior from Phoenix, Arizona, right there where this one's going down. Gets the three-pointer. Short corner, good and going to go out to left side. This is staying with the ball. Over to Nichols. Nichols trying to hand it off. Does so to Gooden. Gooden between the legs. Over to the wing. Here's the drive from Pope on Woods. Fading back. One-legged shot. Ooh, that hit the net, but just the net. That's not in. It almost looked like it went in. Blackshear Jr. in transition. Gets it to go from downtown. All tied up. And just like that, what has it been, an 8-0 run? For the Antelopes. 8-0 run. Took them a second, but the Lopes have woken up against the Trailblazers. Dixie State, Grand Canyon, halfway through the first half. And we will keep it here. We have some stuff going around the sports world. Yeah, I wanted, you know, you're you're the North Carolina guy. Everybody that's a fan of college basketball knows what went down today. And, Jacob, I know that you had this circled 
kind of on your calendar now since since the season schedule came out. What do you have for us in that game in Cameron Indoor? Cameron Indoor, the Sparks have flew, but they are not that royal dark blue. They are the light Tar Heel blue, 94 to 81. Your final, the upset in Cameron Indoor. They turned that thing outdoor, James. <laughs> and uh, when you look at the box score here, it starts with Armando Baycott. One of the premier rebounders and just players, let alone in the ACC, get this 10 of 11 from the floor. Seven rebounds, 23 points. He was dominant. The other side, Paolo Bancaro, 11 of 26 from the floor, one of five from downtown, 23 points. And so major upset. Maybe Coach K's got to stay one more year. You can't leave your home that you built we on got a loss. postseason play. We are okay. This no, is not the last game of his career. It's the last game in Cameron Indoor. This is what I'm saying. He'll never have another game in there. He just needs to come back for one more game. Duke won plenty of times <laughs> at Chapel Hill. Coach K, we saw that picture with all the you know the accolades, all that hardwood in front of him, and it's McLaughlin. We're back to the action, and Gabe gets that three-pointer, and just like that, number 30 ties it up. Dixie State 17, Grand Canyon 17. 9.15 to go. Here we go. Gilbert going to go around a screen from Schofield. He'll feed inside to Stain, who couldn't get a hold on it, and it's going to be stolen away. Udrago saved that one from going out of bounds, and here come the Lopes with a chance to take the lead. Here's Woods pulling up right in transition, right in front of Dixie State in their face, and just like that, a three-point lead. Yep, a 12-3 run for Grand Canyon, and it doesn't look like Dixie State is turning up the tempo at all. Here's Brock Gilbert. They just got to play their game, James. Isaiah Pope going to go around the screen. The little floater, it's off. That one, no good. The rebound, Udrago. Here comes Woods. He has the hot hand. Will he pull it again? One between the legs. Putting the moves on Pope. Pulls it, and it hits mm, the front of the rim. Good, it's off. Good-looking shot that time. They had the perfect arc on it. Really thought that one was going to go down, but instead rims out. And it is not easy to pull up a shot like that in rhythm after doing all those moves. Here comes Pope. Going to scoop it inside to leader. And Dancel so far has been showing off the mid-range ability. And again, they just picked apart the defense that time. They were pretty spread out on the floor. And Dancel just makes that one cut into the free throw line. Boom. Quick shot right off the dribble. Here's Miller Moore. Miller Moore had that insane Alley-oop dunk off the inbound in the Burns Arena a couple weeks ago. Three-pointers off from Blackshirt. Boy, he's a good player, but we really can't tell. In both games against Dixie State, Blackshirt Jr. has really struggled. And to kind of give you more insight on that, I mean, this guy went 2 of 13 in the Burns Arena. And right now, Blackshirt's 1 of 5 from the floor. So something about Dixie State. Maybe gives Javon Blackshear some fits, even when he's wide open like that shot. We'll take a break. 20-19, to 19, the Lopes on top of the Trailblazers. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin here on 91.3. We'll be back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. So, you know, I'm a dog and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket. 
but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, River. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Of course. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think you would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel, has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today to learn more about It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yeah, welcome back because we don't want to miss anything here. Not in the Burns Arena. We are in the GCU Arena. And the first play off the inbound. It looked like that ball just flew by and nearly hit a little girl in the stadium as we got a shot of her smile. She dodged a bullet there. Judkins giving the thumbs up to somebody saying, hey, someone's got to get up. 19 to 20, your score. Close first half. Not exactly what everybody expected in this game, but it's what we hoped. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin here. On the call, on the blaze, as we call it, 91-3. It's the place to be for Dixie State Athletics. The post. Miller Moore gets it blocked from Olivier. Andre got it, and Dancel Leader gets the block on the second attempt. So it's actually a shot clock violation. So Dixie State showing that stifling defense down low, not letting anybody really get any kind of shot. I mean, there was bodies swarming all over inside of the paint. Now, if they can keep that up, you could probably do the checkbox next to their name in the win column tonight. Mm, they can control the paint, not let Grand Canyon, you know, take over the paint. And it's going to be very hard for anybody to, to beat Dixie because, you know, they're they're more defensive than they are offensive. Yeah. And that's kind of been Juddy's kind of uh, identity since he's been here. He loves the stifling defense, and he'll take – the easy shots on offense. We go defense to offense. Here's Schofield in the post. Going to kick it baseline to Olivier. And, oh, they're going to say the little edge of his shoe stepped out of bounds on that line. Olivier got a big foot. Maybe wishes he didn't have so that time. One-point lead in favor of the Lopes. Look at that. Turnovers. Seven to two. Dixie State minus five in that category right now. Trying to Take care of the basketball. The drive from McMillan to the corner. Good perimeter ball movement here from the Lopes. Stansell leader with some good D on Woods. Spinning around over to Miller Moore. He's going to drive in. Stansell continuing the pressure, but Miller Moore gets around him. That's a great basket from number zero inside, Sean Miller Moore. You know, I can't do anything but shake my head on that because that was just such a good move. 
I mean, Dan Sell was in the right spot, and then he just does a quick little spin, gets around him in the post, puts it up and in. Those are probably the two most athletic guys on the floor at the moment, other than Cam Good. Good and over the leader. Leader's going to take the mid-range jumper, and it's off the left side of the rim that time. No good. Here comes McMillan. Chance. Going to hand this one off to Woods. Woods giving a go with Cherry. He'll pull it from downtown. Boy, is Holland Woods the second feeling it tonight. Yep, just another possession that ends in some points for Grand Canyon. And, Jacob, since they were down 14-6, to it's been in... Eight, 19 to 4 run. 19 to 5. Folks, it's it's all right. James hasn't been in the math class in a couple <laughs> of years. So Hey man, the nines get everybody. <laughs> Adding nine. Oh Miller Moore nearly put Schofield on a poster again. Are they calling and for a foul? Is that's the replay of the last bucket mm-hmm. for Miller Moore on leader. And this is gonna be the replay from Woods the second. The ESPN Plus stream showing all the highlights. We'll describe to them. We'll describe those best as we can for the radio audience. Miller what did Miller Moore go up for a dunk? Oh, here it is. Oh, okay. He was a little too far away, but I mean, if he would have connected with that, mm-mm-mm. that would have been probably as good as the last one he had in the Burns. Here comes Gooden, attacking the cup. Can't get it to go. Boy, did Schofield just take a shot there to the upper body, going for that rebound. But he just seems unfazed. Yeah, he is matched up against a pretty big guy in uh, Aiden Egahan. 6'10", 245. You're looking at him right here. He just looks like there's not an ounce of fat on that guy. (laughs) I mean, Hunter's got his, his work cut out for him, going up against a more physical guy. But I know Hunter's not going to back down from that battle. No chance. Schofield has really, you know, put the team on his back this year in conference play alone. 16.3 points, 6.8 rebounds. James, I'll say it again. I think when you're coming up with your whack all teams at the end of the year, for that big man spot, that power forward spot, I think Schofield's got to be all whack second team. I mean, he definitely deserves to be mentioned in one way or another. But, you know, for teams that are towards the bottom of the conference standings, it's just a little bit harder for, for them I, to get recognition. But I think you got to take that into consideration and say, okay, Dixie State recently jumped, and here there, there's this guy, Schofield, really pulling him out of the trenches. He doesn't have these other guys to free up space for him, and they rebound offensively from Yvonne Udraogo. will reset things for the Lopes. GCU inside. The feed from Blackshire into Udrago, he's going to lose it, but he'll get the foul. I mean, Grand Canyon's got some size to them. I mean, coming off the bench for them is, Yv- oh, wow. Yvonne Udrago. Udrago, okay. That's pretty easy once you say. He is from France and a transfer out of Nebraska. So Grand Canyon, you know, they may not be, in, ter- in, in terms of popularity, you know, one of those more well-known teams. But they they sure can get those recruits from the bigger conferences. I mean, we already mentioned Igehon, who came out of Louisville. Then you got Tayshawn Cherry, who came from Arizona State. And Sean Miller-Moore from Oregon State. So they're kind of going all over the country in terms of looking for transfers and, and looking for players that 
are looking for those extra minutes. And, you know, a lot of those, a lot of the teams here in the WAC, James, have a lot of the foreign players, a lot of the transfers from over these big schools. And so it's not like, you know, at the bottom of D1, there's just all these, you know, guys who are just squeaking out of, you know, D2. There are guys who are under the radar, come in and can still definitely play here in the WAC. The pull-up three-point shot straight on. Nearly falls. Boy, that one was halfway down from Cam Gooden, but it's out. 25-21. Four minutes till halftime. Baseline pass to Cherry. He'll pull it. That one couldn't rattle in a little bit too far to the right. Here comes Hunter and Gooden. Gooden attacking the cup like a madman and will draw the shooting foul. He'll be shooting two. You know, the more and more I see Gooden play, because I remember watching him at the beginning of the year and he was still, you know, taking it to the rack, drawing all these fouls. I've almost kind of noticed that throughout the progression of this season, he's, and I don't want to say he's gotten sloppier, but he's gotten more, bear with me here, yep. Westbrook-like when it comes to oh. inside of the paint in terms of losing the ball when he goes in and, and putting up shot. And I know he got fouled on that one, but there's just been so many times, time and time again, where I've seen him drive into the paint, and kind of force something that just isn't there. All right, I'm going to defend my man Cam and Gooden. No, you definitely here's can. Why, okay, here's why he's not Westbrook. is because he only shot one shot last game, <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous. Cam Gooden, I hope, you know, he's already shot the ball four times. I don't care if he goes 0 for 10. Cameron Gooden needs to shoot the ball double-digit times every single basketball game. For him to only put up one shot last game and really only play, I think it was like nine minutes in the second half, it's got to it's got to be better from from good and aggressive wise. It's not he's playing bad. He's just not, you know, getting to those positions. But when he, when he does get into the paint, he can draw contact, but, and he was good at it at the beginning of the year, finishing through. I just really haven't seen that too much from him as of late. This isn't like I'm not I'm not trashing the guy. I'm just saying this is what I've noticed from him. It, uh, he's not a, he's not finishing like what he used to. What you are to. saying is exactly what the statistics have said throughout, you know, the wax season. It's it's declined a little bit. His efficiency is better than last year, which is great, but the points have kind of nodded down, but I think it kind of goes back to Judkins offense here as we are in a timeout about to come out of it. Uh we were looking at some all-time Dixie State stuff and a lot of names that we saw, particularly Jack Pagan Cop. His assist numbers are really high. Judkins wants that point guard to be able to pass a ton. Gooden is kind of more traditionally, you know, he's almost a two in a point guard's body. And so he's kind of having to learn Judkins' offense. And luckily for Cam, we're going to even see him one more year. Yeah, I mean, Pagan Cop was a special player. I mean, Yes, the, the talent that they went up against wasn't what it is right now. But the team that that, <laughs> that had Pagan Koff, that had uh, Matt Conway, Trevor Hill, I mean, all those guys, they were just so unbelievable. And they played with such cohesion together. And they, that was, they re- that was 18. 18, 19 or 17, 18? I think it was 17, 18. That I my think freshman all year. three of them were here at once, but... It, it it doesn't seem like Judkins really cares where he gets his guys from, but you know that the guys he brings in, they have a lot of character. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you always want a good locker room. Good to miss the free throw. McLaughlin 
Hits the turnaround elbow jumper. Boy, that's the one weakness of a 2-3 zone. You get a big man high post like that. If no one steps up, it's nothing but net. Yeah, but I think Judkins is okay giving up that shot because it is a big man. on Depends on the player. It depends, right. It depends. But more times than not, a big guy from the elbow is not supposed to make that shot. Double screen. Gooden chooses left. Going to go to leader. He'll try to feed inside to Schofield. Cam's pass tipped away. The play at the rim. Wow. What a bounce there from McMillan to get that all with Dan Leader all over him. And it's a seven-point Grand Canyon lead. Yeah, I don't see a single empty seat. I don't see anything red in there. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all Grand Canyon blue. And, you know, this are they blue or are they purple? I don't know. I think they're purple. I'm colorblind, so. Oh, that's right. <laughs> just goes to show, you know, what I had to deal I, with at that UVU game. I think I think it's purple because if you just replace that G with a T and it said TCU, you'd be okay with that, right? It looks purple. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, you take a look at the atmosphere out there. This does not look like a small Division One school. Absolutely. This looks like Duke's crowd. Yeah, uh, not a single empty seat out there. Going to kick it to State on the wing, and there you go, Dixie State. Frank, number 22 from downtown. Yeah, just a smooth shot from the time he gathered it to the time he let go. Just automatic when he's in that motion. 2.30 left to go in the first half. Keep in mind, we got the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lake and a halftime show coming up here on 91.3. Give and go with McMillan. And Cherry back to Cherry. Cherry's going to kick it over to Woods. Set a screen. Hollandwood's the second. Crossing over. Up another move. Man, that one hung on the rim forever, but falls off. The athleticism there from Holland on display. And what a block. Woods the second. Trailing good in the whole way. And Hollandwood's the 6-1 senior guard from Phoenix. A transfer from Portland State and Arizona State as well with the chase down stuff and has some words for Cam at the end of it. Would you say that getting your shot blocked is probably one of the most disrespectful things that could happen to you? If it's before it even leaves your hand, then yeah. <laughs> if it if it's on a trail down, like, you know... A, blo- a chase down. A chase down, that's a little bit more forgivable. Right in the face, that'd be pretty rough. McMillan, the cherry on the wing. Here's Holland Woods attacking the cup. Nice jump pass to the corner. McMillan thought about it. He'll pull it and make it. And that's a triple from downtown. And it's a seven-point Dixie State deficit. Yeah, I think Grand Canyon shook off the senior game little jitters. And I think they're back to their normal selves. Schofield going to feed inside. The adjustment from Stain. Boy, was that a tough finish all over McMillan. Five-point game. Frank with a couple buckets of recently. Keep it a minute. For Grand Canyon. Heels on that GCU logo. The feed inside. Hollywood's the extra pass. Right to a dunking. Udrow going, boy, did that rim rattle. Yeah, good luck trying to stop that. <laughs> Especially, you know, being the smaller team that you are. That's something I think the Antelopes can definitely expose Dixie State is keep switching it off inside of the paint. 
Here's Gunning. Going to go around a multitude of screens. He'll feed it inside. And boy, that angle, that gap closed quickly on that pass. Turnover. Steal from Cherry. The running hook shot from Javon Blackshear Jr. is off. And it's going to be out of bounds. Last poked from DSU. Yeah, just a beautiful wraparound pass that time from is that Woods. That is Woods the second. I mean, just went completely around Tenso Leader's body into I the mean, open that's guy. That's so tough because he attacks Schofield. Schofield has to contest, therefore leave his man wide open. And it's just one of those plays where, you know, offense is going to beat defense every single time in that set. 34 to 27, 13, excuse me, 31.7 seconds to go before our Kangar St. George Ford League and halftime show coming up in just a bit. We'll keep it here. So Cal Baptist beat Lamar by 12 today. I know Stephen F. Austin is playing right now. I'll pull up their score. They are on top of UTRGV 34 to 18 with three minutes to go in the first half. So is this the final day for all of WAC? This is the final okay. game, James. This is the final basketball broadcast. Of the year for Dixie State and for Dixie State all that is true. time. So, ah, oh, I see what you did there. We uh, <laughs> we are pretty lucky to be here, James. You're right, and it's not on ESPN today, and it's not. We're the so only ones. That is correct. Me and you were helping out though with the with the high school Utah showdown up north versus the teams down here in Region mm-hmm. Ten down south. North versus south. They had a, a dunk contest that I was a judge of. You know, Can Dyer from Dixie High. The Flyers took that one home against Bowen Hammer of the Snow Canyon Warriors. They had a three-point shooting contest. I think it was Cy Meacham of the Warriors taking it home. And then we and you had to leave at halftime because we had to broadcast this game. The elbow. A steal from Isaiah Pope. We're back to the action here. And Dixie State can hold the last shot. 12 seconds to go. What's the move here, James? Obviously, hold on to the last shot. I mean, if you can get Gooden an ISO play right here, give it to him. Instead, it's going to be Stain with a hot hand driving in. Puts it up. Lots of contact there. Maybe not how they wanted to close out the half. Seven-point deficit. 34-27 to 27 from the GCU Arena. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin here on 91 Through the Blaze, bringing you the call. We'll step aside and have that halftime show in a couple moments. Stick around. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. I'm Matt 
Moten. I'm a recreation and sports management major. I'm from Boise, Idaho, and I'm a trailblazer. 91.3 FM, The Blaze. From the College of Humanities and Social Sciences, from Dixie State University, KXDS, Santa Clara. Any other questions? 91.3 FM, The Blaze. News brought to you by the Degree Completion Program. Finish your bachelor's degree one night a week at Dixie State University. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. The Kremlin has blocked Russians from accessing Facebook. It comes as the government threatens 15-year jail sentences for anyone promoting fake news. The United Nations Human Rights Council has condemned alleged human rights violations by Russia in Ukraine. Ukrainian authorities say several people have been killed after Russian forces seized the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. And the United States Supreme Court has reinstated the death sentence for Boston Marathon bomber Jokar Sanayev. 913 The Blaze. Add a little spunk to your feed with our Instagram page. Go join in the action. Give your input on stories and poll questions from our TJs while they're live on air. Open up Instagram, search 913 The Blaze, and give us a follow today. Mom used to scream about dad's drinking. It drove me crazy till mom went to Al-Anon. If someone's drinking troubling you, you might be surprised at what you can learn in an Al-Anon or Alateen family group from people just like you. Call one 888 4 al or go to al org. The Winds Resource Center has a Dove Center advocate that will be on campus every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. This service is free and confidential and available for all students, staff, and faculty. For more information, please visit the Women's Resource Center located in the Browning Building, Mondays through Fridays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. The DSU Celebrity Concert Series invites you to check out Van Celebris medalist Kenny Beauregard with Dixie Symphony Orchestra located in the Cox Performing Arts Center on February 26th at 7.30 p.m. For more information, go to dsutix.com. Back to music. I ain't going nowhere. And if you think I'm going anywhere, you're wrong. You know why? Because I will not back down, ever! I've won a lot of radio contests because I refuse to get out the line! 91.3 The Blaze. I'm Cecilia. I work for University Christian Fellowship at Dixie. I'm from Southern California. And 91.3 FM The Blaze. If you've ever listened to a DJ on The Blaze and thought, I'd like to try that, well, good news. You can. Join Media 2380. You'll learn about audio recording and editing, podcasting, radio, and yes, even get your own on-air show. Sign up and join the 91.3 family today. Thanks for getting me through my hard days sitting at home, wallowing in my self-pity because I don't have a girlfriend. I'm Philip. I'm Clemens. And we're Mickey Chance. Hey, Wigloss Animals. This is Dan from Imagine Dragons. 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yeah, what's going on? Trailblazer Nation, Southern Utah, St. George, Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin. This is the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln halftime show here on The Blaze 91.3. We got all the Dixie State Athletics for you. This one, men's basketball. We're at the half, 34-27. It's the Lopes on top. And Dixie State got off to one heck of a start. They were up 14-6 to early on, despite the 
humongous turnout in the crowd of the GCU Arena in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Dixie State was holding strong. Then a big-time run in favor of the Lopes brought him back, and they took the lead before halftime and built on it a little bit as well. And here we are, both sides shooting 38% from the floor. Dixie State, 4 of 10 from downtown. So already, I think they have either tied or made even more. Nope, they've tied the amount of threes they made in that entire last game against Grand Canyon University. So that's really impressive to see. But it's some of these other things that we're seeing from Grand Canyon get them, you know, have them take the lead. I mean, points off turnovers, 11-2. to two. Rebounds, plus four for GCU. Offensive rebounds, 8-3. to three. So, so far, it's been the Lopes really controlling pretty much that last 15 minutes of the half. Yeah, I mean, Dixie State got off to a great, great start. Kind of unexplainable. You know, there wasn't really anything that you could look at and say, yeah, that's why they were doing so well in the beginning. Missed but shots from the Lopes. True. Um... And, and Dixie State, they've kind of held their ground. I mean, if you look at it as a half as a whole, it looks like, you know, a pretty dang good half. But if you look at the first seven minutes versus the first, last 13 minutes, there's kind of a completely different story there. Now, I you know, I always like to put, like, personal uh, situations into, into why this is happening or why it's not happening. I want to say the senior day, well, just like the senior game festivities before the game, like everyone's getting all excited, everyone's all happy, and they kind of put their focus more towards that than they do the actual game. So maybe that was the reason for the slow start. I mean, it's not every game you you do all all the senior announcements before every game. It's kind of just one of those things where it's like, all right, let's get it going. Let's get started. And I think one of those reasons is often in games where you kind of just want to wrap it up, like Grand Canyon does, they get the they get the ball to their best player at the start. However, I don't know what it is. We just haven't been able to see the excellence of Javon Blackshear Jr. I mean, this guy was the MVP. The Grand Canyon Lopes won the WAC last year. And he was the MVP of that final game of the tournament, however that works with the MVP award. He went 2 of 13 against Dixie State in the Burns. He's 1 of 6. At halftime, that would explain the slow start. He's kind of been taking less shots throughout the half, but it's been his running mate all day. In 25 minutes in the Abilene Christian game, they got after him. They made it tough on Gooden, but we got to see him more aggressive. He's been more aggressive today, but he is 0 for 5 from the floor. So Gooden trying to get back on track before this season is a wrap. And I think if Gooden can turn it around if we can start to see Schofield shots. I think that, that's been probably the biggest takeaway of this game, James, is Schofield's one of five from the floor with only five points. Yet Dixie State, you know, has done respectable on the board. Schofield does have eight, and they're only down seven. So particularly with how Dixie State played in that second half of the first half, if that's even a thing to say, uh, Dixie State, should they be proud that they're even this close? Because of the circumstances of how they got to this point, I don't think Jetty's smiling right now. I mean, you had a eight point lead at no. fourteen to six. You were up eight points at one point, and now you find yourselves down seven. I mean, that's a huge shift of momentum right there. And that crowd is is giving Dixie State everything they have. And it, you know, they cut to the student section and they're all they're so what is it called, passionate about their team, about their school, 
And this is, and, and I may go a little off topic here, but when I look at a school like Grand Canyon, you know, they only have 20,000 students enrolled in their program. But just in the few cutscenes that we've seen coming off of this stream, the festivities that go on outside of the game, all the events that are going on outside of the game, and then even what's happening inside of the arena, they just have this passionate, like, character to them. And and it it's showing. Like, you can almost and we don't we can't even hear what's going on in there, but you can feel yes. that presence. And that is such a huge advantage for a home team. And, you know, it, I've been at Dixie State for quite some time now. We have never, ever been like that. I don't know what it right. is. I don't know. Look at that. Look, Look at that. that. They, got, they got events. They got like a little, a little carnival yeah. machine out there. I mean, I know sometimes, you know, Dixie State, we do those those tailgates before. And I'm not, I know that's all I'm going to say about it. I think you can infer what I'm going to say there. But when when you see these other schools in the same conferences as us, and they have a background of fans that are true, that, that they care. They care if their team wins. That's never been the case my entire time at Dixie State. My freshman year at my very first football game, there was no passion in our student section. And I got up and I stood around and I said, why are we not cheering right now? What kind of a student section and is it, and this? It, and it's really weird because, James, we've spent a lot of time I spent a lot of time this semester and last semester at a lot of high schools here in Region 10. Those students go absolutely berserk for their teams on the high school level. I don't know why it kind of doesn't carry over to Dixie State. It's The fans that do show up are involved. Right. But it's, you know, getting everybody to come, getting everybody to come do like a, you know, pep rally before the game, whatever you want to call it, you know. You know what it is, is I think majority of the students here, and you can put me into this category as well, we're fair weather fans. When the team does bad, we don't want to go. But if the team starts doing good, we're going to come. Hey, but th- this is the perfect season to see for Dixie State. You know, putting everybody on notice. You know, what they've done, upsetting UVU, upsetting California Baptist, upsetting GCU. I think this really has been the season that is going to really start to turn you know what you and I have been discussing, right? The last and and, and maybe maybe it's even a bigger problem than the fans. Maybe it's something more up above that we can't discuss. Maybe there's something else that's missing. Like, you know, when when, when you're working for a company and you want to get something done, you need an expertise in this certain field. You go out and you find someone that can help you with that. We need someone to kind of put our athletic program on notice. How many times have you ran into a student over the course of your entire time here and they don't even know there's a game going on? That's sad to me. More often than I want to admit. That's sad. How do? I- but what I will say is as of recently, as of this year, there's been more and more people starting to ask me about, you know, the women's games, the men's game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more chatter, and I think that's a really great start. It is a good start, and I'm not expecting us to be, you know, sell out crowds. Wait, it's going to be game. forever before we can have a crowd like Grand Canyon. It's going to take alumni. It's going to take tradition. But I think, you know, I would love to see our student body, you know, some. And that's a school that has seventy thousand people online. Yeah, you know, that's a school that's still going. You know, 
They're twice as big as we are, about twice as big as Dixie State is, but and I'm sure their arena's bigger than ours. I mean, we could look it up, but I mean, just look, they're they're showing cutout or they're showing uh just frames of the students. The facial stickers, the face paint. I don't think I've ever seen a single fan at a basketball game with face paint on. (laughs) You haven't been to the East Coast. (laughs) Well, I'm saying at Dixie. I see. Here at Dixie. Fair. Very fair. And they even got the little babies in there with the big muffs. Wow, look at that band. There's something about those pinstripes. Yeah. Something about the pinstripes. You know, it kind of looks tacky, but the more you look at it, the more pleasing it becomes to the eye. So for Dixie State, we've kind of really talked about, as this is the last men's broadcast here on 91.3, last game of the season for DSU, last official Dixie State named game here in St. George. Well, so for basketball. Yep. Yeah, we still got softball. You know, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know what that means now that there's no more basketball. It's going to open the doors for you and I to start doing baseball and softball together. Of course. So I know you've already done what about two, three, done one softball and one baseball. Okay. And we're gonna we were gonna try to do one this morning, <laughs> but uh, you know, unfortunately, UC Davis said they probably eh, didn't we just, like us. We just want to we just want to cancel the stream. We just want to cut it out on you guys and uh couldn't do the softball game but i'll probably be calling that baseball game tomorrow james is that the nine? Oh, it's a noon one yeah if i wasn't at work I, I would totally come down but so we talked a lot of things dixie state related we'll finish it off with schofield is having one of the premier all-time best seasons at dixie state and here we go the second half is underway that's that's gonna do it for the ken garf st george ford league halftime show I don't think we took a break the whole time, James. I mean, there's so much to talk about. I mean, of course, it's precious airtime. The drive from Gooden. Going to kick out to leader. He'll pull it, fading to his right, and it's off. Rebound, Miller Moore. But, oh, refs have blown it dead. They're going to take a look at the scores table here. I think it's a clock issue. That, that typically happens, you know, right at the beginning of a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Someone kind of maybe controlling the clock hasn't fully recognized. <laughs> they- oh. I gotta, I gotta get back on top of this. Yeah, no big deal though. So nineteen twenty eight and counting down to go, GCU in their arena at home, all clapping along in attendance. The fans are, and they're in their half court set, working around right now. Right side, Javon Blackshear Jr. gonna feed inside to the spinning Udraugo. Has to adjust. Good defense there from Schofield, and here's Woods. Shot clock counting down, seven seconds. A little scoop pass with the left inside. Yvonne's going to miss the layup, but the contact from Schofield and Leader and him are looking confused. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot there. We're going to get a closer look right here, but for the no-look pass and, oh, I I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't see any contact. The, the, the jaw just hit the floor. Yeah. And then some from Hunter Schofield on his uh, reaction to that call. Udraugo going to barely hit rim there. And let me pull up Yvonne's free throw percentage. James, we've had some fun off air talking about free throw percentage. you think you can do better than 36% in conference play? Probably. <laughs> 36% from... Yvonne Ujau going conference play from the line this season. Yikes. If I was Judkins, I would just go hack Yvonne. Just right now, early in the position, or they have the ball, but next possession, as soon as they come across half court, just go and foul them. <laughs> Goes one of two. Schofield loses the handle on it. 
eight-point deficit for Dixie State. They'd like to get back. Man, Gooden just took a huge screen from McLaughlin. Rebound offensively. Udrago gets it bumped, and Yvonne's going to go right back to the line. Hack a Yvonne. I mean, you might as well. Every time he's down in the paint, just smother him. You always say it. You want him to go for the backboard on these free throws. I mean, if you're shooting 36%, I mean, you got to try something. You know, I would... (laughs) I would look up an old Rick Barry video before I do that. You know, shot. funny thing you said that because his son <laughs> plays for uh, he plays for a pretty good school, but he's not a starter. But he came in. I, I, I it's on the same top form. of my dude. He did the same free throw as his dad, <laughs> underhand, and he did that in a game, and the crowd loved it. Of course, but I just thought that was funny. And he hits the second one. So a common theme there. It can be hard for the guys to hit the first one. It gets the second to go. And it's a nine-point lead for GCU. Dixie State still looking for their first bucket here. 130 removed from this second half clock. Here comes Gooden into the paint. Going to dish off to Schofield, and he goes way over that rim with a shot he typically drains. Yeah, a little unorthodox that time. Not every oh. day you're going to see an and air Hunter's going to take up his second foul in under two minutes. And that is going to be a developing story here. Is that on Yvonne again? They've continued to foul him. He's not going to go to the line, but that's the third foul he's just drawn in a row. Yeah. Wow. He's a big body. But that is someone that Judkins is, is probably okay with fouling. <laughs> Udraugo is 255. He has a similar frame. The guy in Abilene Christian forgetting his name. And what a big block! Oh, man, Miller Moore in the transition on Gooden. Leader's second effort. He gets bumped in the forehead going up for that. And oh, my goodness. Just saw zero with the white and purple jersey coming out of nowhere. Yeah, a good good chase down block that time and timed it perfectly. You could see himself pacing. Oh, I don't know. That might have hit the backboard first. That was close. That was real close. But it's Dan Cell leader from Paramibo Suriname. And he's going to rattle that one in, his first shot from the line. Dan Cell leader. Decent free throw shooter for Dixie State, 64%. I'd say that's right under average for DSU on the season, if I had to guess that. 36 to 28, your score. Look at the cheerleaders there with the pom poms. Oh, wow. A little snake action. I've never seen that before. (laughs) We need to uh, tell our cheerleaders about that one. Yeah. For next season. It's too late now. Or maybe for, you know, softball if they come out the (laughs) back. I've never seen a cheerleader (laughs) at a softball game. I mean, the girls cheer enough already, so do you really need them? That's very true. (laughs) Run. (laughs) It's the front of the rim there from Woods. Here comes Dixie State. Crossing over is Leader. Leader almost lost it on his hamstring. Miller Moore wanted to travel. Yeah, it, it did look like a travel. I mean, he kind of, he almost lost it and then kind of kept the ball attached to his, his legs somehow. And yeah, look at this. It gets stuck right one, there on the hammy. Two. I mean, technically, it wasn't a travel. He kept his foot down. It's the optics of that call, but the ref won't fall for the peer pressure. 36 to 29. Now make it 30. So get this, Jacob. If Grand Canyon loses this game in some miraculous fashion, they will become the fifth seed 
and they will lose an extra bye week. They will have to play in the second round, not the third round. That's the difference between the four and the five seed right now. So you know that Grand Canyon is fully aware of that. They want that extra day off because I believe if they do end up winning, they will be taking over Sam Houston State, and they will go down to the five seed. Cherry going to kick it to the corner. Miller Moore going to drive into the paint, go outside the woods. Woods operating at the elbow. Over to Cherry, his mid-range jumper, the front of the rim, the backboard, and off. Here comes Dan Sell, leader flying down the court. Attacks the cup, falls down, gets the bump, hits it off the backboard. He wanted an and one badly, won't get it, and now it's only a three-point game. Mm-hmm. And timeout. I mean, you got to you gotta calm your players down here. You got to get them situated. You got to get a couple of good possessions here in a row out of a timeout. I mean, but Dixie State, they're not making it easy. I mean, this has been a back-and-forth game pretty much the entire time. Dixie State, DSU, Grand Canyon, GCU, three-point game, one possession one, 17.07 to go in the second half when we come back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track instead of flying to the big interview? What if you flew somewhere else altogether? like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps, life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And that student section there in the GCU arena, pretty big there. James, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? I would love to just be in a full student section. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen Dixie State's student section ever full. Maybe. It was. Maybe when we went on the 19-game winning streak a couple years ago. Maybe. But. I'd say the UVU game and the GCU game were about as packed of a student section as you're going to get. As we are waiting for everybody to get back out onto the floor. So they're having a dance battle right now. So Dixie State off to a solid start here in the second half. Judkins. Hands on the mouth. Calling out some instructions to the team. Yelling as best he could. And we're back to it. Out of the T.O. Blackshear Jr. Between the legs on Gooden. Now over to McMillan. We're going to get a foul already in this sequence. They're going to get it on Isaiah Pope for Dixie State. Maybe just a little bit too much pushing and shoving on the the post down there. Blackshear looking. Going to throw it in. Gets it into Woods, who's had a hot day. 
Woods back to Javon. GCU very patient here in this half-court set. Taking their time. The two-man game. Blackshirt. Wraparound pass. Twerking his body in. McMillan can't hit the open three. Here comes Dixie State with numbers in the corner. Pope thought about a three. Going to try to drive in against McMillan. Gets. Oh, had the angle. It rolls around the rim, and it's off. And a call from the referee. It's going to go against McLaughlin. I think maybe it was a loose ball foul. Maybe a little whack to the upper body. I didn't see a whole lot there. A little whack in the whack matchup. End of the year. Final games going down in conference today. The inbound from Gooden. And we have another call. And that time, Igahan looking confused on the play. And Coach Bryce Drew will send in a sub. So Cherry's going to get McLaughlin. 16.31 to go. The inbound into Dancel Leader. He got bumped hard. And yep, that's going to count as it rolls in. Dancel has gotten hit in the head a lot today. You know, maybe he did get hit in the head, but stop with the theatricals. I mean, it's not going to give him a flagrant. The no foul? They didn't even give him a foul. <laughs> what? Right, I take back what I just said. What? They didn't even call it a foul. <laughs> One point game. Dixie State on the heels of GCU. Two so maybe minutes. maybe that's why he was doing the theatrical stuff because it wasn't a it wasn't called a foul. Blackshirt Junior gets his pass poked away. And boy, we just haven't seen Blackshirt Junior really, you know, attempt many shots against Dixie State. Really get many to fall at all. I think his time is coming. I think you're right. Blackshirt going to drive in Ooh. and get it stolen away. It's not his time. Here's Gooden. Goes up strong. Gooden hits back iron on the layup. Players crashing down. It's a track meet right now, folks. And there's a block. Oh, no. That should have been a goal 10. No call. Wow, they're just letting them play out here. This is the YMCA, folks. Oh. <laughs> went way out of Whoa. bounds. Oh, hold on Where a second. Where is Dane doing that? <laughs> that was a goal 10 by a mile on the other end. Dan Sell leader. I mean, Coach Drew can't even believe that. That was a really bad call as Blackshire. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that wasn't even close. Yeah. I don't know about that. Can't, are they allowed to go back and change that it call? It was only like three seconds after. So. But another play had happened. I don't know. The NBA, they sure can now. So Stain, I think, saw a red shirt in the crowd out of the corner of his eye and probably just, or a white shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Or a red shirt, whatever it was. But yeah, we <laughs> saw a play like that in the NBA, but we'll, we can take a break. We'll step aside here on the Blaze. One point game in the GCU Arena in Phoenix. We'll be back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. 
With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. Mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at 58 years old. For me, it was heart-wrenching. It takes a toll on everyone. I mean, it's a depressing disease to watch unfold before your eyes. You just don't see this, the, the person's soul is like gone. This disease just ravages a family. It changes your life. The magnitude of it is indescribable. Now is the moment to stop Alzheimer's disease. Call Bright Focus at 855-345-6237. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And yeah, man, we just got to get back to this. I mean, one of these officials should be locked up and put in jail because that goaltend was criminal there from Dan Cell leader. But I mean, Dixie State going to take it however they can. And it looks like they might... Will they give them the points, James? I don't know. Nope, they will not. But wow. it'll be GCU ball after the interesting pass from Frank Stang. <laughs> so we don't know where oh, that was going, but a lot. Oh, my Lord. There it is. Backdoor. Oh, my goodness. Egon. Even that guy's speechless. <laughs> Boy, did he get up for that one. Holy smokes. Oh, man, look out. That 2-3 zone. That was a bunny taking off right there. I mean, the hops on that guy? Holy crap. I mean, you got to be careful in that zone. You got you got to watch your back. I think his chin was at the rim, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness. Aiden Igahan, the 6-10 sophomore, the forward. Oh, and then we have a poke pass. Here's Blackshire. The fast break goes up for it and gets it in for two. 5-point game. And finally, he gets a field goal to go down. So maybe this now was going to be the start of something that they needed, especially need in the second half, only up by five. Yeah, Blackshire Jr. in this game, two of nine after that basket. First of the second half then. Good, and pulling up from mid-range, gets that one to flush on in. You know, I know that Hunter Schofield is in a little bit of a foul trouble issue right now, but Trey Alfrey's fresh off the bench. I mean, at some point, you got to take Schofield out, right? Yeah, Trevin Alfrey, Trey Edmonds, either one of them can be that guy inside. Is Get a little replay of that dunk. Oh, Wasn't the chin at the rim, James? It looked it like it for a split sec. sec. It looked like his chin was way above the rim. Oh, man. Staring, you know, they know right where the camera's at after a dunk like that. They just look right into it. I mean, I'm sure they look for it before they even go up. <laughs> McMillan gets the inbound over to Blackshire. Coach Drew trying to dish out a formation. McMillan going to pull the deep three, hits off the front of the rim. Rebound, Dansell Lear for Dixie State. The feed up the floor. Schofield inside, going to miss that one. Schofield thought he got hacked, and that's not a layup we see him typically miss. Here comes Blackshire. Crossing over against Gonsalves. Goes back to Cherry. He can't hit it, but the Igahan tip resets it for GCU. McMillan in the corner in stride. All net, no rim at all. 43-37, under 14 to go. Yeah, and that was just a fortunate bounce going right back to them, and then 
the quick awareness to find his guy wide open in the corner. Dixie State in a six-point deficit right now as a kickball from Holland Woods the second brings it to a pause. And we see Schofield wanted the over-the-bat call on that tip. And at a certain point, regardless of how the officials are calling things, you just gotta you just gotta play. As McMillan hit that nice looking three-point shot. Here's Jacob Nichols into the game for Dixie State. Nichols gonna set a screen for Stain coming off of it. It's a smooth looking J and one, they'll say. Frank Stain with the midi plus one. And Stain can make it a three-point play. We're going to get another replay here, but let's see. Let's see where he initiates this contact. Oh, it was way after the shot. It was after the closeout happened. He, we didn't he get hit a him. Yeah, that's a crazy cheerleading. That's, wow. a, that's a huge distraction. <laughs> that's awesome, That's though. why they're so good at home. That's awesome, though. I mean, even getting the cheerleaders involved with the bantering, I mean, I love it. And Dixie State somehow is going to have possession. I don't know what that call was. But a turnover on the Lopes. Dixie State ball, and I think Grand Canyon's starting to realize here again that they are in another close game with Dixie State. And I don't think they really expected to go to war in this fashion, in this kind of ball game. But here we are. Give and go. Gonzalez with Stain. The dish to the elbow. Schofield hits the front of the rim. He's off despite the sluggish days from Schofield and Gooden. It's been Frank Stain and company picking up the Trailblazers. Good sign to see. The crossover from Holland Woods gets to the cup. Won't get it to go. Rebound into the hands of Frank. Here comes Stain. Stain. Going to cross over. Attack. Tries to feed it inside to Schofield. Lost it in and out of the hands. And we have a call. Is that going to go against Hunter? I think that will right after the play. And Judkins is saying, eh, that doesn't matter. And we'll see if Hunter will check out here. Is he starting to rack up the fouls? And that was Hunter's third personal third of the half too and suddenly Schofield who didn't really struggle with fouls at all in the first half will have to sit down can GCU take advantage here Woods will drive past the elbow dish it to the corner to Cherry Cherry inside the extra pass to a dunk to a dunk Yvonne Udraogo with the big body slam inside yeah now we're starting to see the more physical side of the antelopes coming out. And we're going to have to wait and see if Dixie State can possibly match the physicality in this game. Trey Edmonds into the game for Dixie State, setting some screens for Gooden. Gooden trying to flip it inside to the big fella. He's going to catch it and get fouled going up. So we'll have Trey Edmonds going to the line to shoot two for Dixie State when we come back. Media timeout on the floor, under 12, 45, 40, GCU on top. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn Orsi onto Marcy and just broke up. And go past and the first three she's lights happy and then take it. the next left. I don't really think five she's more happy, blocks but and you should be who there. am I to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. That's I'll what see I you later tonight. Night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazer Nation, welcome on back. Five-point deficit. That's it in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Grand Canyon, DSU. We got a close matchup going on. We are excited. Back in the 91 through the Blaze Studios, Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin, and Trey Edmonds in Phoenix. Shooting from the line, hits the front of the rim. And, you know, one of these antics we've seen from this big-time crowd in Arizona at GCU is the cheerleaders. You know, they all line up. They got the silver pom-poms, and they do a wave constantly, and it's really throwing everybody off Dixie State-wise in the red as Edmonds misses both. In the transition, three-pointer is off. Offensive board again to Udrago. Back out to the perimeter. That one hits... Rattling off back iron, and it falls. Walter Ellis just checked in for the first time and hits his first shot. So Dixie State with a couple subs of their own. Nichols and Edmonds, a couple of backup bigs for Dixie State. Is Look at that, Gooden drives in, wanted a call. Big time contest there from the Lopes. Pope tripping in the transition. Here's Woods, nice little fake. Woods going to reset it, though. Crossing over against Isaiah. Attacking baseline, goes to the corner. Here's Ellis, who just hit the shot. He'll dish it right back to Woods. McMillan. Good movement here from GCU. Very patient, but Dixie State sticking right with him. But not that time. Here's the drive from Woods. And that one was another goaltend that wasn't called on Dixie State. Edmonds getting the block officially in right after a three-pointer. Wow, they called a shot clock violation. Man, they need to look at that one again. That's two goaltends that they have not called in favor of Grand... Wow. Like, that's that's very surprising. That's a very surprising move from the officiating crew. Both times not reviewing it? It's not even reviewing it. I mean, 
I mean, they shouldn't even be reviewing this one. That's not the call to review. Reviewing the shot from the clock. They sh- yeah, they should be reviewing the one right before There's that shot. There's been two gold, and maybe that's what they're going to look at right now. And, yep, they're looking at it. We'll step aside here on the blaze and come back for the call. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And no, they didn't review it again, so that's four points right now that Dixie State could have given up to the Lopes, but has not. So luckily, Trailblazer Nation... We're catching several breaks here, which has really not been the case this season. We're going to get a foul on DSU, unfortunately. That one's going to go against Cam Gooden as he wipes the nose, gets set for the next play with 10.28 to go. Bryce Drew dishing out some calls from the sideline, the head coach of the Lopes. And 17 fouls for Dixie State already is putting Chance McMillan at free throw line, James. You know, I've noticed that after those two goaltending calls, you know, they cut this to Bryce Drew a lot and he's not he's not bothered by it. He's not mad. He's not yelling. He's cool as a cucumber, baby. And I think as a player confidence. As a player, you see that from your coach. I think that makes you want to play for him more because it's like he's not going out of proportion. He's not getting PO'd. You know, he's just letting it happen. And he's like, we'll just deal with this. There's nothing we can do about it. You don't want to be on either end of that spectrum where you're having temper tantrums or also it appears that you don't care. You want to be, you know, right in the grid. Here's Gooden driving into the trees. Going to scoop that one up. Hits back iron really high. Boy, another athletic play from Cam Gooden there on display. Here's Woods breaking a double team, but he got hacked at some point before he just chucks it up into the oblivion, and Edmonds not liking that call. And even on that previous possession, that's kind of the thing that I've been talking about, is he goes into the paint and just throws up a circus shot more times than not. He just, he, that's what he does a lot. He And, you know, and he's trying to make a play, and I understand it's showing effort and it's showing heart. But there were guys open on the perimeter. You know, it's just, it's that one little extra step that you got to add to your game yeah. that really separates players. What Cam Gooda could do is actually, you said it, literally take that extra step because then when he goes up, the big men are already in the air. He can kind of hang. We've seen Gooden. He has tremendous hops. He can hang in the air forever. If he takes that extra step, the defense jumps first. Then he can find that pass midair underneath the basket. Free throws both hit from Grand Canyon. 12-point lead. 10-10 to go in the GCU Arena. Dixie State trying to fight back as well as they can. Pope couple crossovers on Woods. This is off to Stain. Stain, look, that, that one was going to hit. He's had a hot day so far in the transition. Holland Woods, the second. Going to dish this one off over to Ellis. McMillan 
She's made a couple free throws. Going to go over to Cherry. He'll pull it straight on. And that hits off the left side of the rim. Here comes Frank. Staying in addition off to his left. Here's Pope attacking the cup. Reverse layup. Up and in and around and around. It's good. Yep. Good play that time from Isaiah Pope. Taking it into transition and then getting that circus shot to fall down. Got the lucky spin to make this just a 10-point lead. Here's Woods. A screen. Igahan setting up Woods. Woods will drive to the block. Cherry and Woods, little two-man game. Woods going to drive again. He'll kick to the corner to Ellis. That one falls from the corner. And we've seen this exact play pretty periodically throughout the entire game. GCU looking for someone to get open. They dribble it around the entire half court, and they find the guy sitting wide open in the corner. Is that the play you want to see from Cam? Exactly. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Look at Leader going between the legs a couple times. That one almost went back in after the super high bounce. Takes an extra one. And who'd that touch out last on, James? It was, off, it was off of Dixie. So it's Grand Canyon ball. I think it was off of Schofield. You're pointing to the left. Grand Canyon. 55, 42, 840 to go. Things winding down in GCU Arena. Dixie State's last men's basketball game of the season. Last men's basketball game ever. Under the name Dixie State. Utah Tech era taking over. And here comes Javon Blackshire and GCU. Pope wanted to travel there. Won't get it. Here's Miller Moore. Dribbling out to the three-point line. Now McMillan going to get Blackshire Jr. coming off a screen. He'll reset on Pope. Feet inside of the big fella, Igahan. The hook shot with a right, and that's it. That's a smooth-looking hook. Yeah, and if you're under Schofield, what do you do? What do you do in that situation? I mean, he was there. He was arm's length away and played some pretty good defense, but just what do you do? Just got to get down on two knees, look up to the heavens, and pray <laughs> for a couple extra inches of height as Schofield that's, on the other end. That's exactly what you do. It's three. <laughs> you get scored on via the hook shot. You come back down on the other side, and you splash the three. That's a, That's a quick way to forget what just happened. 15-point game for a sec. Now it's back down to 12. DSU still in reach. 8.03 to go. Second half. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin here on 91.3. We'll be back. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, Dude, that's your ball. So I go get it, but he just throws it again. I got to say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Charles the Carpet. Charles the Carpet King will carpet your entire house for only $39. That's right, your entire house for only $39. But don't expect Charles the Carpet King to do it himself because Charles the Carpet King passed away last week at 47 from the same disease that got his father, so he won't be around for his family. And sadly, it could have been detected early with a simple test, but Charles didn't get it. Have you gotten the medical test you need? For a list of tests every man should have, go to ahrq.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.
Hey, welcome on back. 91.3, it's the Blaze. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin on the call for Dixie State versus Grand Canyon. The boys in red in Phoenix right now taking on GCU in the white and purple as right now the senior spotlight from the ESPN Plus stream. 13 points for Woods. Miller Moore kind of struggling from the floor but has six rebounds. Dixie State... The women's team played today, James. 59-65, the final from the Burns. It was the Lady Lopes getting the victory, despite Emily Isaacson's 14 points and four triples. So Dixie State will finish 10 wins on the season in the women's program, despite not really playing at all last year. Impressive to say so myself. And also, I was going to say, and also the softball team today, uh, they ended up losing to Sacramento State 7-2. Here comes Dixie State. First offensive possession after the timeout, and Schofield couldn't get a handle on that pass. Went between his legs. So here comes Blackshire Jr., who's had a quiet game once again against Dixie State, but they haven't really needed him to go off. Here's Malibier reaching in there, and he thought he got all ball, but, you know, on the perimeter, now you got to be a little careful because McMillan and really anybody who handles the ball for GCU can go to the line. When you look at these free throw percentages, I mean, some of these are atrocious, but those are the you know mostly the big guys who don't shoot a lot. The guys who do shoot, Holland Woods, Javon, and now you know Chance, those are all above eighty plus from the free throw line. Yeah, they're shooting 70.7% as a team. So they're right around the, the nation's average. I'd say it's even a little bit better. Are you thinking like 67? 68? I was thinking low set, like 72. Take a peek at that, James. Yeah, I'll look that up. 72 is my number. Free throw, second one as good as well as the first. 59-45, to go. Hope. Over to Steen. Steen bounce pass to the elbow. Schofield looking inside to Pope. They've been putting them on the block a lot recently. And he gets it to go, but it's blown dead. We're going to get a foul on the floor well before the shot. And I believe with that foul, Isaiah Pope will be shooting one and one. So things kind of get really interesting in college basketball when you get up over the limit. You... Got to be a little bit more careful. You got to start to maybe second-guess yourself on the defensive end. And things definitely start to change. So Isaiah Pope from Yorba Linda, California, sinks the first. Pope this season for Dixie State from the line in whack play. 83%. He's kind of been that, you know, arguably one of the best free-throw center, free-throw shooters you know, on the year for Dixie State, but trying to get that three-point percentage to match. 12-point game after both fall for Pope. Blackshire trying to break the press. Nearly got it taken away from Stain, but McLaughlin able to save that one. Here comes Woods. The lob right to Ujoko. Oh, big time jam. Wow. Yeah, and the whole Antelope team dabbing up each other right now. They're in this. They know what's at stake. and They keep showing some guy in the crowd. I don't know who that is. Maybe it's a former player. Someone of importance is Pope. 
Misses that three pretty badly. And 61-47, your score. Here's the lob. Woods drawing Schofield. And once again, that we've seen that play so many times where Schofield has to step up. But no one else rotates behind. And look out, folks. Big man, Udraugo, 260-plus probably at this point in the season with another jam. Holland Woods over the right side against Malibier. Nice crossover. The mid-range, too. Oh, and a wedgie. Oh, it's stuck. They got stuck right there on that mid-range shot right between the backboard and the rim. All right. I got I got it for you. What's I don't have the national average. But I have every single team's free throws. So out of 358 Division I teams, Grand Canyon is 318th in free throw percentage. Sam Houston State wait, is wait, the wait. worst team in college basketball. You need to say that again. They're on they're on the good side of that? Or the no. Bad side? They're the 318th team. Grand Canyon. Yes. 77%? 67.1. Oh, 67. Yeah, that's not good. I thought you said 77. No, I said around 7. My guess was around 70. Shot from just beneath the elbow. Little hook shot there from McLaughlin. He kind of got the right hand in his back from Pope, and that's where the ref will signal the foul. So curious to see if this is a shooting foul or a 1-1. One one. I think it's a shooting foul here. But maybe it won't even matter that Dixie State, yep, they're at 10 team fouls. So two shots for Gabe regardless. With seven points and two boards so far as that one hits the right side of the rim and off. You know, as March, we're already in March. Conference tournaments are already going on right now. Next weekend's going to be insane. I mean, heck, Jacob, in 12 days, the 17th, we're going to have March Madness, man. It's coming up soon. But I'm looking... Because free throws are such an important thing, especially in March Madness. And I'm looking at all these bottom teams in the entire league. There's one team to me that stands out, and it's kind of like they're, you know, a fly in milk because they're so good, but they're terrible free throw wise. Houston. Sam Houston? Or no, Houston? just regular Houston. The Cougars are 336th in free throw efficiency. And they're a top 25 team in the nation. Every other every other one of these teams that are down here are teams that will make no noise come March. If they make it, if they even make it. But but yeah, Sam Houston State, 59.8% on the year. From the free throw From line? From the free throw line. And they're they have the fourth spot in the <laughs> whack right now. That's insane. I mean, if I'm the coach going up against them in the tournament, I'm I'm fouling them as much well, as I I'm, can. Well, I'm oh, oh he tried like, it. Miller Moore tried to throw that one down, come out at the Raptors. And, like, that one was thrown as a lob well before Mc- Miller Moore even, you know, got close to the basket. They really know what they have in Sean Miller Moore. I mean, this guy, I thought he was a big man at first just because he's a fl- he could fly. He's actually listed as a guard at six foot four, which is insane. Transferred from Oregon State. This guy you could really put anywhere two through four. In your lineup. You know, I I go up one more position on this free throw list, and it's Dixie State. 317. What are they shooting? 67.2% from the free throw line. So So 0.1% better. 
Man, that, you got me with that Sam Houston one, though. <laughs> That's bad. That team is a one-man horse. Savion Flag has just put that team on his back. I mean, you get Cincinnati in here. They're decent. USC, 329. I think I, I, think I should deserve a vote for those whack, you know, awards. <laughs> you know, I should be on the committee, folks. I feel like in order for that to happen, the only people you wouldn't be able to vote for were Dixie players. That's probably true. Because you have watched pretty much every single game. You've called pretty much every single game. I would say that your knowledge on this on these teams is better than the average person. You know? Well, of course it's better than the average person. But I'm saying average college basketball fan. Every ana- analyst out there that 100%. puts all these. Because it's not like they're sitting watching and calling these games. No, I like to think, you know, even with respect due to... You know, our friends over at 97.7, there's probably not, you know, many people I could count on my hand who know the whack better than I do in the state of Utah. 63-47, to 47, under 520 to go. GCU up the floor. Miller Moore has Gooden on him. Gooden's going to come for a double team. They'll rotate Dixie State, trying to switch up things defensively in the game plan. The bounce pass out to Blackshirt. Boy, GCU really just being patient here in these last possessions with five minutes to go. Here's Miller Moore driving baseline, going up hard, and he gets fouled before he can, you know, even gather himself to go up for a dunk. And boy, you know, Miller Moore, one of those entertaining players to just commentate, to watch, to grab some popcorn too. There's some real high flyers when looking around the Western Athletic Conference, but Dixie State, you know, kind of doesn't quite have the level of athletes that these other schools do, or maybe will. But, uh, you know, Grant, Dixie State can really make up for it with things like IQ, discipline, defensive game plan, three-point shooting efficiency. There's a lot of things that Dixie State can make up for not having that athletic advantage. The in and out from Pope, back up top to leader. Dan Sale going to hand off to Schofield. He'll set a screen. The feed inside. Andre, Malibier inside, and cannot good it is leader. Second effort, third effort, and we finally have a whistle, and that's going to go against Tayshawn Cherry. And I think we're going to get Dancel leader at the line, although Malibier was in on that play too. 64-47, Blackshire with some words to his bench, and oh, it's going to be Malibier. Didn't get a lot of playing time at the start of the season. I think he was nursing an injury. Still a young player. Lots of room to grow from West Valley City in Utah. Still technically a freshman as he hits back iron in that first free throw. Andre, one of those guys with a lot of potential. 60% from the line in whack play. I think kind of having you know that setback at the start of the season, fighting for playing time, he's going to get a lot more PT as the years come on. He misses the second, unfortunately. The throw up at the rim. Oh, that was nearly one of the jams of the year in the whack from Miller Moore on the reverse from half court, that lob was. And several efforts inside. No, None of them successful from Grand Canyon. On the other end, Schofield trying to save it. We're just going back and forth here to track me. I can't keep up. Mid-range pull-up from Blackshire. No good. The tip from McLaughlin. No good. And leader... Going to poke that one out last. James, I see your face. We've seen some high flyers. Oh, man, that replay there from Miller Moore. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was almost going to be number one on Sports Center night. <laughs> it was a half court lob, and Miller Moore almost caught it, spun three sixty in midair, and dunked it. Oh, right up the inbound, <laughs> Miller Moore. Just oh. taking in the Burns Arena. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. This guy does not stop bouncing. <laughs> it's a 19-point game. Sean Miller Moore. I think he just put the nail in the coffin right there. That was, oh, my goodness. That got me and you lit up as we're going to get a reach and foul the Schofield drove in. As they got to show another replay. Yeah, they're going to have to show. Here it is. They ran that same play. It was the oh. same exact play that they ran against Dixie State. Was that, is that right? Ago. Same exact one where Miller Moore comes over from the opposite wing from where the ball's at, baseline. They throw it up over the backboard, and, boy, you can tell they practice that one every practice. That is a nasty nasty. That actually, you know, that actually might end up on ESPN tonight. I wouldn't be shocked. The, fir- the first one was slightly better because it had some body contact. Mm. This one nearly just as good. 19-point game, under four to go. Dixie State, can you smell a miraculous comeback? No. Maybe? No. <laughs> I do. I'll see you in a sec. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck for Dave 2037 so he can buy anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. What are you getting Steve 2037? Steve 2037 will be just fine. Okay, but don't expect to borrow my anti-gravity boots. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. I'm the only one in school that can tie his own shoes. Most kids make fun of me because I still believe in the tooth fairy. A third of the kids in my eighth grade class drink alcohol regularly. Over 99% of my class has been offered illegal drugs. Half of my college classmates binge drink, abuse drugs, or do both. But the frequent dinners I had with my family have helped make sure I'm not one of them. Learn more about the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse at Columbia University's Family Day at casafamilyday.org. Dinner makes a difference. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And we're back. And in the break right now, boy. Grand Canyon University Arena is absolutely bumping. Everybody's, you know, dressed in some sort of basketball-related attire. I mean, James, we've seen props. We've seen fantastic outfits. We've seen the cheerleaders doing the wave with the pom-poms. We've seen everything you can possibly imagine from this crowd at Grand Canyon University. And, boy, we hope we could see the same one day in the Burns Arena as Scopefield misses the second of two from the line. And you know it, it's it's odd that it's not super hot because Utah's a basketball state, really is. And so, but I don't know. I I it's feel not like a major- Dixie state state. No, it's not, and it's never gonna be because yet <laughs> it's never yet. going to be. 
Yes. Well, I'm just saying Dixie State is oh. never. Oh, the lob to Miller Moore again. Another lob. They're just tooling with them. A baseline cut from Sean Miller Moore. I'm, won- zero. I'm wondering if that's a former coach because you said that this is Scott or uh, Bryce Drew's second, second season. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's the old coach. Because he is sitting right behind they the They show bench. him after every single play, really, on the ESPN Plus stream as Woods. Oh, my. Just l- literally did a 360 and then threw it up. Saw him coming, did a spin, chucked it up to Miller Moore, and boy, yeah, I, I would I, love to play point guard with that guy. I think anybody would. <laughs> it's the easiest job on the planet. I mean, he he looks like he's a, in all actuality... He looks like Jordan Clarkson, like same hairstyle, probably about the same frame even too. Maybe maybe a little bit more muscle than Jordan. The only difference, he probably has a vertical 15 inches higher. <laughs> yeah. Schofield's going to go one of two again, and it's a 19-point game, 3.05 to go in Grand Canyon University Arena. Miller Moore up the woods. The bounce pass right to the big man. Udrago couldn't get the dunk. A little too strong. Gets it back, however. And Grand Canyon can keep wasting that clock. And Dixie State saying, oh, no. This one has got away from us. So I went back over the last. Now the lob my... again. Miller Moore. They might as well just put a spy out for him. Oh, man. You can't let him go baseline at all. Woods is just going to throw it up every time. And this place is a ruckus. Holy. I mean. Wow. <laughs> I don't have any words other than wow. King Seattle me, Miller Moore. Right here at this location. Is this oh, a senior man. game? It is a senior game. This Seattle U was undefeated sense. in the whack at the Absolutely time. perfect sense. They were no longer Grand Canyon. Really dominated them. So many different game. levels of the court. I mean, player, until it was a wrap. And they're doing the same thing to Dixie State right now. It's a 21-point lead at this point. 2.15 to go in a... Oh. What is that? If they show that guy one more time, I'm going to know exactly who that is. We are going to have... They just stopped at mid-play, James, to send in the substitute. Probably a senior. Everybody in the arena is clapping their hands. Yeah, Gertis. This is Rafe Gertis. He's a junior, James. Six, seven, one. Maybe he's just one of those guys... Oh, no, see, look. Happy senior night, and it has Rafe right there. Maybe he's just done after this season. Yeah, because he is a junior on the roster, but... Well, you're not going to believe this, Jacob, but do you, you you don't know, but I'm going to see if you do know. Who was the coach before Bryce Drew? He's an NBA, I wouldn't say he's a legend, but he's a name you would know. What's the name? Dan Maherly. Dan Marley? Yeah, sorry. From the Suns? Yeah, he was their coach before Bryce Drew. <laughs> I didn't wow, know that. Dan Marley. Dan, I don't know why I said Marley. He had that, Dan Marley. I think John Paxson hit the shot over him. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Mate, when he was on the Cavs, right? Marley was on the Suns at the time. Mm. Ninety-three finals. Here's Gooden. Misses it from three. Number three can't hit it. Office but that, that that guy that catches in the game, he can't hit the baseline jumper. But the guy they're showing, that that's not Dan Marley. Who is that? I don't know. That's why I was thinking, like, maybe if I look at this guy's picture a little bit closer, maybe I could tell. Show him again. <laughs> 
we have, yeah, we have no idea who they're. Uh, uh, oh, there's Bryce True. Yeah, I mean, we know who that is. They haven't really shown Judkins much in the second half. Well, it's their camera operators. So. <laughs> new player into the game. That's Liam Lloyd. He's a freshman. Wow, he went to Gonzaga Prep High School. What? I didn't know that was a thing. Here's Gilbert's pass. Whips it over to El Neal. He hits back iron. Ahmad El Neal checking in for Dixie State. And we got all backups in the game. 70-49. to 49. A minute 10 to go. They're letting it fly. And that one can't hit. Here comes Gilbert. Yeah, I'd be shocked if uh, Rafe didn't take every single shot until the end of the game until he makes one. I mean, this is... This is movie stuff kind of right here, James. I mean, oh, yeah. We see this stuff pop up on our Instagram he's only feed. played. He's only played in 16 minutes all season. <laughs> and he hasn't scored a single point all year. So Senior night. They're going to try and get him to Rafe? score here. Rafe Gertis? I'm looking at it right now. He's played in eight games with 16 minutes total. And Gilbert hits back iron there on that free throw. But, yeah, he has yet to score this season. Rafe Gertis. Update from around the wax. Stephen F. Austin up 80-54 to 54 against UTRGV. Under five in that one. That one started at the exact same time as this game, so this one's been moving along fast. Under a minute to go now, 70-50 to 50 your score. They got to get it to him here. I want him to score, and he's on the other team. Gertis. Left side. Oh, Some no. intense play-by-play right here. They get it into the backcourt. They need to get it into the hands of Gertis. They will. Rafe, left side. Takes the step. Gets double team. Has to go back. Rafe tries to get it back. Gertis with Nichols on him. The drive. Gertis to the cup. Puts it up. No call as he went up strong. And Nichols rips that a one away. Here comes Mark Hash flying down the court. Feeds inside to Edmonds. Going up strong. He gets it to go. Last opportunity now for Rafe Gertis. Here is Grand Canyon getting it off to Gertis. He'll get take a three. Hits the front of the rim. What will Dixie State do here? El Neal flying down the court. He loses it, but a foul's called. <laughs> I don't know why the ref blew that one dead. 6.1 on the clock. 70 to 52. Since we're, you know, kind of in, I don't want to say garbage time, but. In wind-down time, Jacob, ever in any point in your career at any level, did you ever play with someone that obviously didn't play as much and, you know, maybe towards the last game of the season, you kind of get them a bucket or you throw them the ball? or And and, and because they hadn't played... Has, has this ever happened? Has it ever happened to you where you see a moment uh, like this? I know it's probably happened, you know, in my high school career, but something that's happened more recently, our buddy Cruz... You know, I played intramural basketball with Cruz, and, you know, there was a particular game where Cruz just, you know, had it going. And the basketball team came out in his support. They were rooting us on in our intramural game. And, yeah, Cruz just came alive, and same kind of feeling. Great to see these guys, you know, Grand Canyon get their seniors in. There's a little bromance going on there on the stream between Woods and Blackshirt Jr. We won't detail that much too uh, 
Dixie State got to see some of their backups into the game come in. Mark Hatch played his last official game as a trailblazer. Hunter Schofield just played his last Division I basketball game. James, this is an end of an era. We're going to talk about it all. We got a great Ken Gar St. George Ford Lincoln postgame show coming up after this one as this has hit final 70-53 to Dixie State. Finishes out their best season as a basketball program in the D1 era. That's going to do it. 17-point loss. We'll come back for the postgame show in just a bit. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. I lost my vision five years ago, thought I'd never read again. Then she discovered Talking Books, a free program through the Library of Congress's National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Keeping me connected to my world, now you're talking. This year, the Talking Book and Braille program celebrates 80 years of delivering books and magazines right to the doorsteps of those unable to read, from children to seniors and veterans. Letting me read what all my friends are reading, too. Now you're talking. To learn more, call one 888 nls Read. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And down on the floor, that's head coach Bryce Drew honoring not only Rafe Gertis, Holland Woods II, Sean Miller Moore. They got a couple of fraternity brothers up there with him as well. And welcome into the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln Post Game Show. For the final time, Grand Canyon and Dixie State have wrapped it up. Your final once again, 70 to 53. And, you know, Grand Canyon having their final, you know, ceremony down on the floor. Dixie State had theirs about a week ago with their senior night. And here we are. James, I can't really believe it. This is the last basketball game that I will call here on the Blaze. 91-3, we call it. Dixie State men's basketball finishing, you know, an awesome season. I don't care as much about this game. That's not really what this postgame show is for. This postgame show is really a wrap-up, and we'll I'll touch this, you know, on the Jacob Zimmerman show Monday 7-8. to 8. 
I'll touch this there as well. But for here in this post-game show, Dixie State really, really brought some happiness to everybody here in St. George for a little bit. I mean, the win over UVU, the win against Grand Canyon. James, a lot of the things that we talked about, a lot of the, you know, on-campus things, kind of some jealousy between me and you looking at Grand Canyon and their and their uh, home court abilities, it's happening. We're on the pathway there. We are. With victories like we've had this season, with the buzz that I'm feeling around campus, I'm getting more and more people talking about it. The change, the D1. I mean, our nice new facilities. The, the name change that's going to go down. I mean, everything that's going to, it's going to help get people motivated for for you know, now Utah Tech sports. It's what it will be called. Dixie State finishes six and twelve, thirteen and eighteen on the year, but six and six wins in the in the whack. James, I don't know if I saw this one coming. We got to go all the way back in the whack. They were predicted to finish second to last, only above Lamar, with teams like UTRGV, Chicago State, you know, teams like that finishing above them. And that was not the case. California Baptist just is going to slightly finish with a better record in the WAC. But throughout the season, Dixie State was the better team. They won that first matchup. They kind of did struggle against the best of the best, you know, some of those teams up there. But that win against Grand Canyon, the win against UVU, even on the road in Riverside, I think times are changing here in St. George. And it's time we recognize the significance of where the program was when me and you first showed up here in St. George versus where it is now and the future that's to come. I mean, Dixie State's playing teams like Gonzaga and USC, who we can literally talk about and watch. And, you know, 10 years from now, we're going to be able to you know, tell with our friends at our next job, like, yep, our school, Dixie, Dixie State, it was called, faced off against Gonzaga and USC. And there's all these, you know, there's all these Super great positive takeaways, you know, that I have about the season. I mean, Hunter Schofield, I don't know where this ranks to you, James, because the D1 era is different than the D2, but Hunter Schofield just put together a top three season ever individually at Dixie State. I'm on the record saying that. I mean, what you do what you do, coming in, putting the team on your back, in conference play alone, 16 points a game, basically seven rebounds a game, on efficiency that really wasn't, wasn't too bad. I mean, the three-point shot started to fall a little bit towards the end of the year, but Schofield really can stretch the floor for DSU. 46% from the field overall. I mean, this guy was as solid, as solid as Judkins could have possibly wanted him to be. Dan Selleader, I would I really appreciated his, you know, his contributions this season. The the perimeter shooting did start to fall off a little bit, but Dan Selleader his athletic ability at that four spot, his versatility, even his passing, his constant energy. You know, there's so many things that this guy has been able to add to the squad that they really didn't have last year. They're going to really be able to get that athletic performance from guys like Malibier and Edmonds to come for the season. Awesome to see guys like Ahmad O'Neill and Mark Hatch get some minutes to the end of the game. I know, James, remember that game where... Uh, Mark Hatch through that lob up to Barnes, Jamal Barnes. That was one of the plays of the year. We got to see 
you know, him earlier in the season. Got to see him again. Brock Gilbert, you know, started the year as a starter. They kind of have to, you know, decrease his role as the season went on, but he learned a lot throughout the season. I mean, Trevin Alfrey, a guy early into the season as well, had some great impact early on, had some big standout games, some great halves backing up Schofield. Andre Olivier kind of had to work through some injuries this season, but I loved, you know, his perimeter defense as he came on strong in the end of the year. Noah Gonsalves had a great learning experience this season. You know, he has it on the D1 level when it comes to perimeter defense. He just needs to fill out a little bit more offensively, and he's going to be great going forward. Jacob Nichols, you know, kind of had an off year this year when it comes to three-point percentage. You know, I think he's still going to come back, you know, next season. No, there's he's, a, he's been here for like five years. He's like he's this. a junior on the roster. Are you serious? Jacob Nichols. I swear he's been here. Like He's like a James. super, super, super senior. I feel like that guy's been here forever. And Jacob Nichols with the veteran experience along for the squad. Isaiah Pope. Loved his perimeter defense. The free throw shooting was excellent as well. Pope had some big-time threes and clutch situations this year. Uh, Frank Stain, I thought he shot the ball really well uh, at the end in this game that we just saw. Frank Stain has that pull-up dead range ability. Cameron Gooden, you know, this season, maybe not the season that he was hoping for, but Gooden still had tons and tons and tons of highlight plays for Dixie State. There's really not too many names that you can list off before you get to Mr. Good and when you think of Dixie State basketball. So that is the roster that I just went through that has, you know, played games recently. And this has been a great experience here on 91.3, calling games for St. George, Southern Utah. But as for this game that just went down, neither side shot the ball well. For me, anywhere on the floor. Free throws, three-pointer, you name it. Uh, points off of turnovers, 26-4. to four. The athleticism really on display there. And the veteran play from the Lopes at home. 51-39, to 39, the rebounds. Cameron Gooden finishes the season 1 of 11 from the floor. Hunter Schofield finishes the year 2 of 10 from the floor. That's, this yeah. is easily their worst performance of the year combined, and it sucks that it happened at the end of a amazing season. You look along the other side, James, these statistics are really irrelevant. The player of the game, the Ken Garve St. George Ford Lincoln player of the game, goes to Sean Miller Moore. I'll see you on Sports Center tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't even think it's a debate. I mean, he had, what, three? I think, James, all of the 12 points, all of his five field goals were probably dunks, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I know he had at least three. He had three backdoor cutting lobs. He had the one off the inbound. And then he almost had the half-court heave. Um, he, <laughs> no, a teammate threw it a lob from half-court. He almost 360 dunked it when he received that. Yeah. We've seen a lot of crazy dunks. We saw, you know, the Dixie State, not Dixie State, the Dixie High host the Mm -hmm. uh, Region 10 versus Northern Utah All-Star game with the seniors. We saw some dunks there, Dyer and Hammer going at it, but here was Miller Moore with the best dunks of the night. Hands down, no doubt about it. You know, even with, you know, know, Blackshire having a bad game and Woods having a bad second half, it doesn't even matter. Grand Canyon can win in so many different ways. I said a couple weeks ago, Stephen F. Austin is my favorite to win the whack, 
I'm going to stick by that, but I'm going to say Grand Canyon might end up being in that championship game. Something to note, the last four meetings in the national, not the national, the WAC championship game throughout the tournament and the final game, the last four times they've had it, it's been New Mexico State and Grand Canyon matched up against each other. We might see something different this year. Who knows? But for Dixie State, not eligible to play postseason, which makes no sense whatsoever. They can't, and that's the season. So the Utah Tech era basketball has really begun starting now. But for Dixie State, for Jacob Zimmerman, for James Guerin, for the Ken Garcia, George Ford, Lincoln postgame show here on 91-3. Any last final words, James? Well, now that basketball's over, now we get to sit outside. You ready for that? You ready for the outdoor weather down at Carl Brooks Field? You ready for that? Dude, I've been looking forward to it. Ever since the last game I called. The games that aren't going to give me a deadly sunburn, (laughs) I will be there. Hey, man, the sunburns are never worth it, but it shows that you worked hard. Trust me, I've had my fair share of sunburns sitting down at that field over the years. (laughs) Gnarly ones, too. Like, ugh, just awful, but it's going to be a good time, though. Dixie State for all of them. Shout out to John Judkins for coaching another amazing Dixie State season. We hope we continue to see his name around the likes of St. George and Dixie State or Utah Tech for years to come. So that is the Kendagar St. George Fordling and Post Game Show. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin signing off for the last time for men's basketball. Stay sporty. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blade. By Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information about Dixie State Athletics, go to DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Looking for a new podcast station to listen to when you're bored or on the road? Go to 91.3 The Blaze on Podbean. We have different podcasts.